Well, we're in a very neat time of the liturgical year because we've just celebrated the feast of Christmas and we're really, we're in Christmas tide. We're in Christmas season right now and we've got 12 days of fun ahead of us. And, uh, the, the neat thing about all of these days that come after Christmas is that you just got this whole lineup of these really important uh, and interesting saints. So the day right after Christmas, you have St. Stephen, who's the first Christian martyr. Okay, And then you have St. John Evangelist, who he's kind of an important guy, and he's tomorrow. Uh, and, it, and it goes, there's um, uh, St. Thomas Beckett is coming up. Um, and uh, the holy, the feast of the Holy Family, and there's just really, really neat feasts coming up, and it's they're just one right after the other. Uh, but we want to ask ourselves, what though is the connection with all of these different feasts and saints, given the fact that it is Christmas tide, that it's the season of Christmas? What's going on here? Isn't this kind of weird? We just celebrated Christmas. We got this cute, chubby baby in the manger. Now we've got Stephen, who's the first martyr, shedding his blood. For the, for the gospel. That's an interesting contrast, right? Or maybe not. Maybe not. Because Jesus became a man and dwelt among us out of love, as we all know. But that love was going to be demonstrated in a preeminent fashion at the cross. At the cross. The shedding of his own blood. And there are certain, you know, hints about this in his birth in Bethlehem. So, he was laid in the wood of the manger, which is a foreshadowing of the wood of the cross. Okay, And the cold air of that night bit into his flesh, and that foreshadowed the nails biting into his flesh when he would, was to be crucified. And it says that he was wrapped in swaddling cloths. Well, that's a, that's a foreshadowing of the shroud in which his, in which his dead body would be wrapped. So we're reminded, even in the midst of all of this kind of sentimentality and cuteness, we're reminded of the true test of love, and that is the shedding of one's blood, the laying down of one's life for uh, those he loves or, or she loves. And uh, this is this brings us to Saint Stephen. Okay, and he sheds his blood for love of God, but also amazingly, though, also for love of his neighbor. Because we have Saul, who was to become St. Paul, one of the most important uh, apostles, apostle to the Gentiles. Saul, at that time, is consenting to Stephen's death. He actually wants to see him die. Okay, And Stephen, it's not included in our text, but right after our, the text that we heard from the book of Acts, Stephen says, Lord, do not count this sin against them. So it's traditionally understood that Stephen's prayer for those who were killing him was the cause behind Saul's eventual conversion, who would become St. Paul and become this great Gentile uh, apostle to the Gentiles. Uh, so we've got this theme of love, okay, that's tying the Feast of St. Stephen together with Christmas, all right? So they're, they're more closely connected than we thought at first. And in light of that, the theme of, of love and charity for one's neighbor, we have a nice Christmas carol that uh, I'm going to share with you. So I passed it out, okay, and we're going to actually listen to it. So here we go. Uh, that's a nice Christmas carol. And, uh, you know, the setting is St. Stephen's Day, 
Okay, the day after Christmas, this is today, and you have this King Wenceslaus whose feast we celebrate in September, but in any event, it's the, the setting of the poem and the story, which comes from, it's probably based on something that really was from his life. Uh, it, it was on the, the feast of St. Stephen. And here he is, uh, he goes forth out of his warm castle into the cold winter for charity's sake, for this poor man's sake. And he's got this page, it's with him, it's the servant boy. And the servant boy, I think, kind of reflects some of our own kind of weaknesses because the page starts off by saying, oh, where does he, the king says, where does this guy live? And the page says, well, he's kind of a good way away. <laughs> we don't want to go that far, okay? And, uh, you know, we were a good ways away from God and we were in the cold and God could have stayed in his comfortable castle up in his remote transcendence, but he came down into our cold's territory and uh, and he did it for love of us. The other neat thing is that as the as the king goes forward, he's marching through the snow and as we can, we can get the logic here, the storyline, the, the kid's about to faint, it's really, really cold. And uh, he says, okay, just mark, walk right in my footsteps and you're going to be okay if you walk right in my footsteps. And it says too, it says heat was in the very sod which the saints had printed. Uh, I don't know, but I, I'm po- it's possible that Saint Stanislaus's own or Wenceslaus's own uh, feet were bleeding. That's a possibility. That's what I, I think. Okay, and his blood marks were actually left in the snow. And so here's the page walking. Okay, the blood going before him, and he's able to actually draw up the heat of that blood and, and warm himself. Uh, and this is, you know, a nice an analog between Christmas and the Feast of St. Stephen. Jesus goes before us in that sacrificial love, and that's what enables St. Stephen to follow after in his footprints and to demonstrate the same love of neighbor that, that Jesus uh, showed for us. So let's uh, remember the, the reason for the season, our Lord Jesus Christ and the great love uh, that brought him down to earth amongst us, and that was demonstrated in a, in a special manner in the saints, I mean, in the martyrs, uh, the first of whom was Saint Stephen.